Thank you very much, Holly. For a number of weeks, we've been going through some scripture that deals with family. We addressed manhood. We addressed womanhood. We talked about fatherhood. Last week, we discussed, you know, the resources we have in Christ. This morning, we want to discuss motherhood. And Lord willing, next week, we'll discuss what is biblical childhood. And that's not only applicable to children, that's applicable to all of us, because all of us are still children. And again, considering God's word. A couple questions as we begin. Not looking for response, but some thought questions. When is a mother free? When is a mother free? Another question, when is a mother a mother? When is a mother a mother? Now I have a request and I need a volunteer. Zach. I have two balls here. What I would like you to do, Zach, is using only the balls, you may not touch the balls other than putting one on top of the other. I want you to put one ball on top of the other, then let go of that ball. And without touching either ball or putting anything around either base of either ball, I want you to take these blocks and build a house on this without taking the blocks apart. Okay. You want me to do this? You may not use the bucket either. Okay. You're holding the ball, though. You can't hold the ball. Okay, you may sit down. Now, I use that for a reason. Several weeks ago, I used the one ball and said build on top of this one. That was the father. Now we have the mother. And you'd want to build something on top of this. You want to have children up here. You want ministry to children and so on. Fatherhood is important. Motherhood is important. But if in, I'm now talking Christian families primarily, where they are neglected, either one, it has a very, very profound impact. Both dad and mom are vital. And I want to encourage you to think about God's will, God's design. Father and mother are to complement each other in training and instructing their children. They are not to compete. Therefore, encourage each other rather than tear each other down. Father is to be different than mother. Mother is to be different than father. God designed us for different roles and responses. See, God's wisdom together as you display God's image to your children and to your grandchildren. How many times have, has a mother said, I just wish you would, and she wants her husband to be more like her. Or a husband says, a father says, I wish you would, and say to his wife about how she mothers. Glory in the difference. Don't try to be the same. Because God didn't need two fathers, and he didn't need two mothers. He wanted a mother and a father. Glory in the difference. Learn to complement one another. 
And we want to consider 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 as it relates to mothers, and we'll look at some other things tonight. But 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, and as we think about 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, the context of Scripture is always important. As you think about 1 Thessalonians, Paul begins, Silas and Timothy begin with the power of the gospel of Christ. You know that the Thessalonians had turned from serving idols to serving God. Then Paul and his two friends defend their ministry in chapter 2, 1 through 4, 12, and they talk about relationships, you know, how they had a care and concern for the people. Then in chapter 4, 13 through 5, 11, <clears throat> the coming of the Lord is being dealt with. And then in chapter 5, 12 through 24, there are some concluding exhortations. Let's read together verses verse 6b through 9 of 1 Thessalonians 2. As apostles of Christ, we could have been a burden to you, but we were gentle among you like a mother caring for her little children. We loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well, because you've become so dear to us. Surely you remember, brothers, our toil and hardship. We work night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone, while we preach the gospel of God to you. Now, as you look at the flow of the passage, in verses 1 through 6, the first part of verse 6, we find that there was strong opposition to Paul, Silas, and Timothy's ministry. He talks about error, that which was incorrect. He talked about impure motives. He said, we didn't come with impure motives. We didn't come with trickery. He said, we came as people approved by God. We weren't trying to please men. We didn't have flattery. We didn't have greed. And we weren't seeking praise from men. He talks about the relationship that he had with them, along with Silas and Timothy, that there was care, there was concern. He talks also about being imitators of God with a deep concern. In verses 6 through 9, he talks about, we responded to you as a mother. In verses 10 through 12, he talked about, we responded to you as a father. So if Paul, Silas, and Timothy were going to display the image of God in responding to the Thessalonians, they needed to respond as a father and as a mother because God created male and female. And as we think about motherhood, there's a negative. He said, we could have been a burden to you, but we were gentle among you like a mother. We could have been a burden to you, and he's talking about financial burden, but we were gentle among you like a mother. could have been a burden. That's the negative side. And the word for burden means weight, grievous, or difficult to carry. Paul says, Timothy, we could have been a burden to you. But, We were gentle 
like a mother. Now, apparently being gentle like a mother is the opposite of being a burden to someone. Gentle means not to be a burden. It's not looking out for self. There's a selflessness. Not looking for credit or not looking for praise. You observe a mother. When a child gets hurt, what do they, does a child generally do? Run to mom. Because mom's not going to look out for self, you know. Mom will dote all over the child. They're not looking for any credit when they're done consoling the child. Son, you didn't thank me. That's irrelevant. A child is 10, year old, 10 years old and they're struggling. And daughter says, Mom, can I talk to you? Gentle. Moms will get up at all hours of the night and not whine and complain. Let dad get up. Do I have to? Can't we let him cry? Dads don't even hear them at night when they're young, do they? Danny slept in the same bedroom as us for years when he was, for a couple years when he was little, and he would cry, and Ruthann would crawl across me to get out of bed. I'd say, how was Danny last night? Well, he said, well, up a couple times. Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear him, you know. No, moms are different than dads, and maybe some dads are different, but, you know, a mother is gentle. That's part of motherhood. Complimenting dad who may not be as gentle at times. Mother does not look out for self. A mother who is picturing God's image is willing to be selfless. Who cares if they ever get any praise or not? He says we also were like a mother caring for her little children. The idea of care is to impart warmth, to cherish, to nurse, to foster. Moms, if they're living out the image of God, have a way with words that can really encourage and spur their children on to being faithful. Moms, coming alongside a child and say, it will be okay. So when Ruthann, not this Ruthann, another Ruthann broke up with me when I was dating her some, I came home and dad, you know, well, that's just the way it is, Dan, you know, things like that happen in life. Mom came along with some real warmth and some nurture and some fostering and some nursing even when I was 16 years old. I didn't want to hear so much what dad had to say. Mom expressed care. That's part of my mother living out the image of God. With words, that unconditional acceptance. I'm amazed sometimes at what growing men even can do that may be very, very wrong. But mom still cares.
maybe not condoning what was done wrong, but still caring, accepting. Paul said we were gentle among you like a mother caring for her children. We loved you. Loved here is not referring to agape, God's style of love. It basically means to desire earnestly, to have a strong affection for. Last Sunday afternoon, gave mom a call and said, Mom, you know, would you like for Ruth Ann and I come down and stay with you overnight and spend some time with you tomorrow? And immediately, sure, come on down. And I talked to her another day of this week, and she said, boy, this was an interesting week. I said, your brother Bob's coming today. That was Friday, and your sister's coming tomorrow. That would have been yesterday. She's really having a good week. Why? Because she desires us earnestly. She has an affection for us. That's what a mother does. She desires her children, whether a year old or 30 years old a strong affection for them. Moms who are living out the image of God like to be with their children. They like kids to be around them, to come around, whether they're two years old or five years old or 20 years old, because they have a strong affection for them. And you will find that moms who live out God's image are expressing that strong affection. When my father was still living after going through physical trials for many years, it was rare for my dad when I talked to him to say, Dan, how are you making out physically? To this day, I still talk to mom. She'll generally say, Dad or Dan, how are you doing physically? Hurting a lot? How are you doing? No. You say, well, Dad should. It's not what Dad should. It's how God made mom. That's how moms are. Strong affection, a strong desire for, a strong concern. Paul goes on. He says, we loved you so much that we were delighted. Delighted involves to think well of, to approve, to take pleasure. A mom walking in the image of God is thinking well of her kids, approving of her kids, having a strong affection for the children. And again, they want to just be with them. I want to know about your day. I come home for seeing Ruth Ann, this Ruth Ann this time. And mom would say, how was your date? Fine. What did you do? Went out. Where'd you go? YOC. Come on, Dan. I delight in you. Talk to me some more. Give me some more words. We say, dad didn't care about that. Dad's dad. Mom's mom. Mothers are different. They delight, they approve, they take pleasure in. Moms will say, as they live out the image of God, tell me about your life. 
What's happening in your life? How was school? Good. How'd the test go? Okay. Ah, oh, come on, tell me more. See, men don't talk as much as women. Boys don't talk as much as girls. That's generally true. Now, why do we whine and complain about that? God made us different. Now, we guys probably need to talk more. But mothers want to know. That's part of delighting and part of approving of, taking pleasure in. He says, we also shared our lives with you. Shared your life with you. That is the inner self. That should be inner self, the soul, not make self soul. What did Paul, Silas, and Timothy do? We're trying to be, respond like a mother. We're sharing our life, our soul, our inner being with you. And again, that's tied in with motherhood. A mother fulfilling the image of God, striving to share her inner self, her being with her children. And he goes on to say that you became dear to us. The word dear comes from the root word for God's style of love, agape. Mothers able to communicate to their children that you're dear to me. I care about you. I'm concerned about you. To this day, something will happen in our kids' lives or to the grandchildren. And Ruth Ann responds one way, and I respond a different way. Praise God. Because our kids need a dad and a mom, not two dads and not two moms. A mother brings qualities that complements Dad, a mother brings qualities that complements dad. Please understand that. I'm going to skip one. Look at that other drawing tonight. But think about the resources in Thessalonica to obey. The first one being the gospel of Christ. In the middle of verse 8, Paul says, Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They had tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the true and living God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. For a mother to live out her motherhood, living out the image of God as a mother, she has the gospel. The gospel that transforms people. A mother also has the example of Paul, Silas, and Timothy. Notice in verse 17 of chapter 2. But brothers, when we were torn away from you for a short time in person, not in thought, out of our intense longing we made every effort to see you. Paul 
Paul, Silas, and Timothy wanted to be with the Thessalonica or the believers in Thessalonica. Kind of like moms wanting to be with their kids. Verse 1 of chapter 3, So when we could stand it no longer, we could stand the separation no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. We sent Timothy, who is our brother and God's fellow worker. Why? Because he couldn't stand being apart from them. What's he displaying? Some of the motherhood qualities of the image of God. Look at the examples of people in Scripture. Resources for mothers. Think biblically. We discussed this last week. If you're a believer in Christ, moms, you're rooted in Christ. You're strengthened in Christ. You're being built up in Christ. You're full in Christ. You died to sin. God has given you what you need to be a mother. I'm coming back to this again for a definite reason. Father and mother are to be complementing each other in training and instructing their children. They are not to compete. Therefore, encourage each other rather than tear each other down. Fathers to be different than mother. Mothers to be different than father. God designed us for different roles and responses. Seek God's wisdom as together you display God's image to your children and your grandchildren. Whatever your age, if you're a mom or a dad, how many times have you had at least the thought, if not the discussion, I wish you would be different? And we want our husbands to be more like me, if you're a wife. Or if you're a, a husband, you want your wife to be more like you. Unless we're dealing with qualities that are clearly communicated in Scripture, glory in the difference. God made you different. Our kids don't need two Ruth Anns. They don't need two Dans. God forbid if they had two of me. God forbid if they had two of her. We're different. Both are needed to display God's image in parenting. A mother being gentle as one who cares for little children, a mother who is loving, delighting in, and having her children be dear. A couple practical thoughts for mothers. I am to help. I am to compliment my husband. Refuse to lead. You're a mother. Compliment help. We'll discuss that in more detail tonight, how that looks in training and instructing. Encourage you as mothers to work with your husband, not against him. Work with your husband. Well, you say, my husband's not always right. Work with your husband, not against him. Well, if he doesn't do it, work with your husband, not against him. Well, you say, my husband is like this basketball. He doesn't lead. He doesn't do what he's supposed to. 
Well, then don't you become a basketball and step out of your role as a helper and do that which God not, did not design you to do because now you have two parents who are not living out God's role. At least maintain your role even if your husband isn't. would encourage you as wives to discuss items with your husband. Try not to act alone. Ask him to pray with you. Guys and ladies, both mom and dad are needed to teach and to train children. And when mom or dad is not present, we'll discuss that tonight, how you can respond to that. But if mom and dad are both present, discuss things together. Mom's going to bring a dimension that dad doesn't have. Dad's going to bring a dimension that mom doesn't have. Discuss items. Don't act alone. Discuss. Interact. For you guys, pray with your wife. Pray with the one who is the mother of your children about your children. No. Pray. Another practical suggestion, respect your husband. Submit to him. That's your choice. Your husband is not responsible for trying to make you compliment him. That's a choice you have to make. One of the best gifts that a mother can give to her children is to compliment and respect their father. One of the best gifts, if you want to use that terminology, that a mother can give to her children is to respect, to compliment, to let the children know that she is following his leadership. It's one of the best gifts that you can give. Because that's the role for which you were designed. You say, but my husband. Scripture still says it's your role. First Peter 3 talks about that, and we'll touch on that a little tonight. Do not go ahead and lead when dad is around. Let him lead. Now notice I said when dad is around. Dad's not always around, but I would encourage you to let him lead when he is around. When he's not quick enough, you ever consider that's why God made him the father? Well, he'll never get around to. Let God deal with him. God has a way of dealing with us men that you ladies don't have a way of dealing with us. If Ruth Ann, I've told Ruth Ann many times over the years, tell me something one time, and if I don't do it, don't tell me again. Just pray. She says, man, I didn't know God worked so fast. Well, that's because you stepped out of the picture. You're fulfilling your role. You're letting God work, and you're so on. Again, God's design. As we wrap it up, just some practical thoughts for parents. Pray together for your children and your grandchildren. Bring God into parenting. I would encourage you to pray together.
for your children. If you have to cry together, if you have to discuss, but pray together. Discuss your children, their strengths, their struggles, their gifts, and their abilities. What is Jeremiah's strengths? What are his weaknesses? What are his victories? And so on. Discuss how you are parenting. Be in the same page as you teach, as you correct, as you warn. Seek to be on the same page. Use home discipleship. That's the sheet we pass out. If you don't have some form of teaching scripture, I encourage you to use it at home. Family devotions. You know you can read through the Bible with your family four or five times if you read a chapter a day from the time your children are little. Wouldn't that be neat? Your child turns 18 or 19 or 20, they go off to college and get married, and you look back and think, you know, we read through the Bible at least four times together as they were growing up. That's just a little bit every day and being consistent. Pray with your children concerning school, friends, and so on. Pray with them. Pray with them. Say no to whatever is too much TV, movies, computer, sports, music, and so on. Whatever is too much, that's, you'll have to determine that before God. Encourage you to be together as a family for meals, games, talk, work, worship, reaching out to others. Discuss life's daily situations. Zach, you want to come up here again? Just stand over here for one second. A father who is not seeking to live out the image of God and fulfill his role as like a basketball. And he's trying to build his family in the basketball and it just doesn't work because the blocks keep falling off. A mother who is not living out her role as a gentle person and so on will be placed on top of dad, but it doesn't work because neither one is fulfilling their role. But here I have a stand with a father who is seeking to fulfill his role. And I'm not talking perfection, but he's seeking to fulfill his role. And mother who is present is also seeking to fulfill her role. And again, not perfection, but seeking to fulfill her role. Now, Zach, would you try to build something on top here? Trying to be creative here. A little bit. Okay, you see what's happening? Thanks, Zach. God wants the father to focus on his role, mother focus on her role, and together as they're seeking to be sensitive to God, children take on a much different dimension. God never designed mom to be like dad. Different by design because both mom and dad are needed for God's image to be seen. In order to provide a tool, there's a green sheet you should have received. I'm going to do this just for a few weeks and I'll get some response just to give an opportunity for you to think about teaching doctrine
to your children or discuss it as a couple. What is man's primary purpose? Man's primary purpose is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Suppose your kids hear that 500 times by the time they leave home. Kids, why are we here? What's our purpose? To glorify God and enjoy him forever. Make a difference in life. Let's pray together. 